Welcome. You are now tuned into the Textually Active Podcast. Textually active backs in a place. What, we're here for episode 63. Uh, 73. 73. Sorry, my fault. I'm, a, I'm on a pack. Uh, got Rez with me. Yo. E's on the board. Yo. Nick couldn't be in here in person, but we have him on direct, live on the phone. Nick, say what's up to the people. <laughs> Why you make it seem like I'm off in Iraq or some shit? <laughs> that shit sound like you off in Yo, Iraq. Yeah, dude, it's gonna sound like you're in war right now. <laughs> What's happening, man? I miss y'all. <laughs> we miss you too. So we wanted to know, you know, how's paternity leave? <laughs> the more well, we kind, um, the more we kind. Jackson got here um, on uh, Saturday morning. Woo! Close to my birthday. He almost um, was a Tourette's birthday. Oh shit! So uh, you got to see a babe, a baby, and did was you in there to see the baby? Of course. Yeah. Oh shit! I, did you pass I was, out? I was standing next to her. Um, honestly, uh, to tell you the whole truth, um, no, actually, I didn't even feel any type of anything. Um, and I don't mean that like in a negative way. I mean like, um, I, I've been telling a few people this. It felt really like familiar if that makes sense you know what i'm saying like it honestly felt like an episode of deja vu like wow. i'd already seen it before you know mm-hmm. um mind you i've never watched any videos or i've never been in the room when a baby's born it just kind of i don't know if it was like some people were saying like oh your natural instincts kicked in or you know what i'm saying it's just, but it's just like it, it felt all too familiar like i had seen it before and I mean, guys, when I tell y'all, he is the most perfect thing I've ever seen in my life. I mean, he's adorable. He he took my breath away. But, you know. What are um, his uh, measurements? uh, He was like 19 inches. Dang, he looked long. Yeah, he was a. Yeah, he's he's not like big. He looks way bigger in the pictures. You know what I'm saying? Like, I sent a couple pictures to y'all, and he looks so big in the pictures, but that's just because, like, my mom was, like, right (laughs) in front of him. So. He looks big, but um, how much yeah, did he weigh? His feet, his feet are actually big. His feet and legs are long, um, and he's got like pretty big hands for a kid, and he's like strong as shit already. Um, the nurses were like marveling at. Um, so when he comes, so when they they're first born, like immediately after they're born, um, it's kind of protocol now for the hospital to put the baby skin to skin automatically with the mother. Oh, that's so good. They, like. Yeah, so they, like, laid him on her chest, um, and, um, it was kind of, it was, like, weird, because, um, we, like, when he came out, he didn't cry, like, he did, like, he let out a little, like, wail, but it almost felt like it was, like, here, bro, I feel like y'all want me to do something, it was so (laughs) quiet when he came out, and it was almost like he was, like, here, okay, and there you go, y'all, I did something, um, but he's just, like, looked around, he opened his eyes, and he looked around, um, and it was kind of weird, because when they put him skin to skin, they laid him on, um, baby mama's chest, it was like, you know, um, he, 
already he, they're not supposed to be able to like lift their head or anything like that but he was like lifting his head off her chest and like looking around and it was kind of weird but it's like wow man so they were kind of the nurse were kind of marveling at how strong he is and he was like always so they like wrap him up a bunch you know what i'm saying like in a whole bunch of like squatos and shit like that um but he was like always breaking free from them shits and they're like we haven't seen a kid like break free all the time of them shits i'm like wow okay so even this little nigga don't want to be tied down to shit so um, so, sounds like his dad. <laughs> nah, but um, he is indeed the pappy. Send a huge shout out to uh, his mother because she made that shit look so fucking easy, bro. Like you know, she is like she's like women are superheroes, bro. Like the fact, like to see like a life be produced, you know what I'm saying? Like inside her, and then to like hold it and see it, it's like, bro, I'm breath was taken away by the entire experience but um all right maybe so. this is where you say congratulations <laughs> 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 no Nick, we're so happy for you <laughs> yeah man yeah i can't wait for him to meet you guys man um you know he's not like um he's not like close right now obviously in retrospect but you know um he's you know at home with his mother and you know they're resting and trying to you know, get geared up for him to tackle the world. So um, when he's able to come out, you know, we're, I mean, we're black. So, you know, if they, you know, we don't bring our babies out the house for like six months. So, <laughs> but uh, nah, I mean, when he's coming to my house in a few weeks, um, but uh, when he does, um, yeah, I definitely, I, I have pictures to get of everybody holding him. All right. Look at this. <laughs> it's a case of a nigga loving his kids. Look at this. Niggas be loving their kids. <laughs> Niggas man. be loving their kids. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nick. Yeah, we'll man. talk to you later. Okay, man. Love you guys. I'll tell, talk to y'all soon. Tell the people bye. Love you guys. I'll talk to y'all later, man. Lying. Man, I miss y'all, man. <laughs> right. Can't wait this to talk to you guys about back. stuff. <laughs> this is roll out to quit the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't have to have a baby to quit, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. All right, bro. All right, love y'all. Man. Love y'all, bro. Peace. So that was that was cool. That was cool. That's that's a crazy opener. <laughs> Ta on some innovative shit. So uh um so content kings content is king. So we had a a newborn baby, and we had another birthday. Shout out, Riz. Turn, turn 25. Ooh, talk your shit, sis. I had to ask the internet, though. Is it 25 that's 25 or 29 that's 20? I think uh, 25. I, I think, think it's I, 29. I don't really know because that's just some millennial shit made up. You got to look at what it rhymes with. So People had another with... one. They called it 20 Live. Ooh. Mike Bamboo told me it was 20, 20 Live. Live rhymes with five. Yeah. And fine rhymes with. Well, fine don't really rhyme with nine. But, yeah, do. Oh, okay. Ein. The ein is, is rhyming. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. No correction here, guys. <laughs> I'm rolling. So, yeah, we had a, a birthday celebration, two birthday celebrations, because technically, this is Jackson's birthday. Hey. And it was my birthday. Damn, August is lit, because it's Nick's birthday, then Jazz's birthday, now Jackson's birthday, and Red's birthday. Yep. <laughs> Shit. And my stepmother's birthday is coming up in a couple of days too. Shout out her too. Shout my mama's out. birthday is coming up in a couple of weeks. 
Yours? Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Uh, Simone's so, birthday coming up right, in a couple Simone's weeks. birthday is coming up. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, they all, they all finna catch this one party. Eric's uh, <laughs> best friend, I, I got to share my birthday with Eric's best friend, G. Yeah. We had a great time. Um, we shared the birthday ever since me and Eric, well, ever since we've been alive, but we never spent our birthday together. We just were like... <laughs> Hey, it's your birthday. It's my it's my birthday too. Right, but right, this right. time we just combined and that's it was up. a lot of fun. I wanted to go so bad, but you know it was last minute. And, you know, a nigga broke. Mm, mm, yeah, let's yeah. keep it hundred. I'm not poor. I'm just broke. Yeah, you ain't got it. Yeah, you ain't got it right see, now. Now I get it. You know, when we were young, your parents were like, "No, I ain't got it." But right. then they pull out that wad of cash. Exactly. It's no. It's, it's already earmarked. It's already. That was a Chappelle. Money is spent. That was a Chappelle joke. <laughs> so if you guys haven't seen the new special, you'll get it later. You'll get that joke later. Mm. Got it. And other news, I saved up enough money to get my car fixed. Oh, we, we out here balling. We out here balling. So and I'm keeping the rest. <laughs> <laughs> you what? <laughs> Huh? What did you say? Tax season came early, didn't Oh, he taxing it. I'm in, but yeah, I got I I'm got in my bag and then hers too. Mm, talk your shit, hot boy. That's what happens when you work two jobs all summer. Let me also. Yeah, got it. You said that the last time. I ain't you told that fact I asked you that last week. You told me to ask you this week. I did. <laughs> Damn. Wait till Friday. You know you're supposed to ask people for money on Friday. It's almost the first and, and or the fifteenth or whatever. Make sure rent paid. Though. Shout out to all the people who get paid on the first and the fifteenth. No, bro. Shout Y'all out are to, disciplined. Just shout out to the people that can pay their rent before the late payment. Shout out to the people who the get paid fee. once a month too. Y'all are strong. <sighs> Thank you, man. Shout out my bi weekly niggas too. Shit, shit. every two weeks, nah. shit hard too. That nah, second week, nah. man. <laughs> nah, 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 no, 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 I'm mad, Meezy. Meezy. <laughs> Me, you know, I'm mad. I got a bone to pick with that. Right, always... I don't want to hear about none of that. You know why? Because August, y'all got paid three times. Niggas always. Not yet. Not yet. And this nigga... is the third week. The third one is happening this Friday. And niggas always want you to do shit on the week you get paid. The no, thing... you got to survive the next one. The, the thing is, the thing is, you think you slick because this check that's coming out this Friday for you, for the bi-weekly folk, y'all ain't, they ain't taking out no, uh, not no, not necessarily no taxes, but they're not taking out any no medical or none of that stuff. You don't know one. that, bro. Relax. Mm-hmm. Dog, that's yeah, how the third. That's how the third one goes, man. You don't know that, bro. Relax. Nigga, I got cataracts. You don't know that. <laughs> so, for if you're a new time listener, welcome to our show. Um, we talk about relationships, friendships, situationships. If you're a long term listener, welcome back, niggas. We, we follow you. <laughs> what up? <laughs> Young gray area. Make sure you follow us on social media while you're here. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. All of that. YouTube, at Sexual Active Pod. All that. Just search the hashtag Textual Tuesday. We all look, over that yeah, shit. Yeah, just look up Textually Active Right, just Pod. Google the shit. We, we, are, are. we are everywhere. We out here. Pictures that come up in Google. Don't ignore them. <laughs> ignore them. Ignore them. We, we still cute. Yeah, you, you know what I'm saying? So what you want to talk about today, Meezy? Oh, I didn't even get to tell you how my weekend went, bro. Oh, I'm sorry. I you, figured, you know, you said you was broke. You couldn't do nothing. I, I still, know you felt my anger from me not coming to my birthday. So I hope... Always. In my head, you was at home bored, sitting in the dark, looking at all my Insta stories because you wish you were there. It wasn't that many, but so I wasn't that upset. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga got drunk early. Forgot all about it. But, um, you know, shout out to everybody that went to the Textually Active page and watched my quest to get that Popeye's chicken sandwich. That's how I started the weekend off. You was on a journey. With that Popeye's chicken sandwich. Um, Then I went on the chicken sandwich tour. 
Uh, shout out to the Script Shack, and, uh, Peter's Creek, Winston Salem. They got a busting little chain sandwich over there. It's called Shrimp. Scrimp. Scrimp. That's a that's a tongue twister. I can't even scrimp say that. Scrimp Shack. Scrimp. Scrimp. Okay. Scrimp Shack. Shout out to them. Uh, shout out to my guy uh, Drake over there. Get that chicken sandwich. That was good. Uh, that was Friday. That was Friday. I came in the house. I ain't do nothing. Drank some wine. You know how I go down, watch the little Netflix series, Cap it G. Uh, then Saturday, you know, I was in the house chilling, and um, my sister called me. They had their class reunion, so I pulled up. Like, I went to their school, you know, mm-hmm. did some cool shit over there. And then I got to spend time with my mom. She uh, cooked at 11 o'clock at night. You know, she fried some chicken, some little potato wedges, a little salad. You know, I had it busting, so I had ate that day, so I was excited. I'm just saying, we've never been invited to meet your mama's house. To be honest, bro, I ain't even be invited. I just <laughs> she like called me like last week while I was here at Open Sky doing Open Sky, which is on the way. A little promo, uh, but uh, I couldn't make it. So then she called me again Saturday. So you know, I ran up there. Then she cooked, which was surprising to me. So I was like, let's get it. So you know, that was cool. And then yesterday, Sunday, you know, we ain't come do textual active. Boy, let me tell you. <laughs> Sunday was like love. Really? What? I didn't have to get up like on time for nothing. Thank God. <laughs> Those be the days, yo. What? Bro? I love doing this podcast. I have a great time being here. Great time coming. Love you guys. But to have a whole day to do nothing, Whoa. my nigga, <laughs> is the best feeling ever. Fuck the nigga that came up with a five day work week, nigga. You should have made that shit four and three. Right. Give niggas time to relax. Right. Because by the time Friday come. You already had to work that day. Mm-hmm. So you really gave up most of that day. You can't turn up the way you want to because you're tired, especially if you wake up at five thirty, six o'clock. You already, you already work 10, uh, 12 hours shifts, right, Mizzy? Nah, hour. bro. I only work an eight hour. Oh, eight hour shift. So you you be okay with the ten hour, the four ten hours? Uh, we could we could probably yeah. Let's make that happen. I'm for it. Yeah, fuck that. I'm four for ten it. hours. Yeah, four ten hours, and I get the so, three well, days what happens, on. So what happens if they? What if they do that that craziness where it's like two days on, one day off, two days on, two days off? I don't really like that 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 pay period. Weird. Just if we had off shit. on Wednesday, that kind of be lit though. Tuesday, Taco Tuesday, get the busting or Thirsty Thursday. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because in the middle of the week, sometimes you just want to get fucked up and not have to worry about going to work. You feel me? So Taco Tuesday, you get the tacos, you drink the tequila, sleep in on Wednesday, wake up, go to work Thursday, Friday. It's done. Week is over. You feel me? This just became an advocacy podcast. Yeah, (laughs) I'm at all Meezy Boulevard for these theories. Get you a raise if you need uh, some marketing plans for that theory. If you need assistance on making this happen, call us up. You know, and uh, EA the exec if you need somebody to record it uh-huh. here at the Open Media Lab. We getting all the promos out early. <laughs> Fuck it, just get them out. Getting it out. So, what we talk about? So I feel like uh, we should probably. It's one of those seasons. I stated last week. School's back. Right. It is. Niggas got a summer's over. Niggas got a full workload. You gonna start to like put your life in perspective right now. Seasonal yeah. depression season is upon us. Fall is here. Fall is here. You're going to start waking up. It's going to be dark. When you get home from work, it's going to be dark. Shout out to all my black girls with their little green jackets. I can't wait to pull mine out. <laughs> yeah, did you call it the Daria jacket? Yeah, the, the that little shit was Daria hilarious. black jacket. The we all know what green. you're talking about, too. Yeah. We all know what you're talking about, too. That jacket, it's just, it just feels like 
It's good, you know? And it's green secure. is my favorite color. It's, it's so just secure, good, you know? It? <laughs> it looks good on the brown. You know it's that time when them jackets start coming out. It did. I woke up this morning. It was a little chilly outside. I ain't going to mm-hmm. start. I ain't going to start. It was chilly on that rooftop we was at this weekend, too. It was like a hot little 65. Oh, little humble brag. Ugh. I see y'all here balling. <laughs> Rooftops and whatnot. It was cold. But um, seasonal depression. So I figured, you know, we talk about maybe some of our experiences with depression. I feel like we've all been through one. Um, e be trying to flex like he it ain't never happened to him, but he look like he you can see the sadness in his eyes sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I've seen it. Um, <laughs> I've seen it. So you know we've all we've all dealt with it. Uh, I think me personally, I feel like uh, mine is hasn't been a, a a phase. I feel like mine has been like uh, it's uh, sporadic. And so it's triggered by certain things at certain times of the year, certain things. So uh, it's been rough. It's rough sometimes. I ain't gonna lie. I get to I get to being in my head a little bit sometimes, and uh, I start you know feeling feeling bad about myself, feeling regret and whatnot. And you know it's hard for me. So you don't think yours is seasonal? It just happens at random times, and oh, there yeah, are many yeah, different yeah. triggers. Really, a lot of times. Okay, because seasonal is just. It it comes at a time and then it goes away. Yeah, yeah. So mine is more more rapid than seasonal. Okay. So before we start our conversation, uh, E, you got a definition of seasonal depression for us? Y- yes. So <clears throat> so seasonal depression, or it's commonly known as, is actually called seasonal affective disorder, or also known as SAD. Um, which I guess <laughs> yeah, it in a dark way it is kind of funny. It's weird, but, it, bro. but I you know I think they were trying to be. Clever. Millennials love acronyms, don't they? <laughs> right. But uh, but seasonal affective disorder or SAD is a type of depression that is related to changes in seasons. SAD begins and ends at about the same times every year, and it's most likely if you have SAD, then they, they normally happen and start in the fall and continue into the winter months. And basically, it saps you of your energy and makes you feel really moody. Mm. And it less and it's not uncommon, but it is less often happens during the spring and the early summer. Mm. All right. So some uh, symptoms that you might see is feeling depressed most of the day, nearly every day, losing interest in activities you once enjoyed, having low energy, problems with sleeping, feeling sluggish or agitated, having difficulty concentrating, hopelessness, worthlessness, or feeling guilty. Okay. And it gets and it gets into a little bit of things about common things depending on what season it is, but. That's um quite interesting, but I don't think we're gonna get into that. Nick, I might be depressed. Uh, I I just want to say as a disclaimer, none of us are in therapy. None of us have a therapist. None of us has been have been diagnosed with depression. However, we do feel like from that web, can, from that web, MD, I'm right, in there. We can relate to it. I either got depression or AIDS. I don't know what that means. You gonna die tomorrow <laughs> if you on Med Express or what is it called? WebMD. WebMD. Yeah, that nigga. Some gonna fall off and you gonna die. He's like, yo, I got a splinter and I and got my- chlamydia. <laughs> Your finger is gonna fall off, right? But based off of that definition, have you ever been in that situation? You say you feel like that before? Uh, yeah, I feel like that now. Sometimes it's uh it's weird because I think mine, uh, I think mine might have started uh, after high school. Like right after high school. Oh, so it's been a minute. Yeah, it's been a minute. Because we've been out of high school for, what, 10 years? Yeah, yeah. So it started, I think it started right there, and I just ain't never took the time to work on it. And so, uh, 
And the irony is, every time around school going back, I feel it. So it that might be the trigger. And so uh, there was a uh, I got into a car accident and uh, like right after graduation, right after Beach Week, and uh, me and my mom like got into the biggest fight we've ever been in in my life. And so then the entire summer, I like spent working to avoid being at the house with her. And uh, when it was time for me to go off to college, I felt like she was like trying to put me out. And so I went to a school that I really didn't want to go to. And so, you know, it felt like, you know, I had been put, put, pushed away. And so, so every year around this time, I feel that again. And then I start to go back to, damn, this is what happened. Right. So, yeah. So it just kind of stayed with you. And so then, you know, you start thinking about the mistakes you made since then. It's like all because of that. So you get a little, feel, feel a little regret sometimes. And you take time and look back at your life and you're like, damn, if I would have did this. Exactly. This wouldn't have happened. I would be somewhere else. Exactly. And so, but then, you know, on the counterpart of that, you know, you're supposed to see a glass half full. It's like, you know, had that worked out, you know, some of the, the positives and the good things in my life probably wouldn't have happened. And so, you know, sometimes you got to take the good with the bad or the bad with the good. I don't know. But you just got to. You got to, like, find a way to overcome it. Yeah. Sometimes. I feel like I spent a lot of time being uh, upset about my decisions, too, for a bit. And I spent some time just being like, damn, if I would have stayed my ass in school when I had the chance the first time, I wouldn't still be a grown-ass person being a um, non-traditional student right now. Right. But like you said, on the bright side, if I would have just finished school, my path would have been completely different. Right. I wouldn't have met the people that I already have relationships with. I wouldn't have learned as much as I learned and seen the value in it because it just would have been handed to me the first time. Right. But now that I have the chance to grind like and bust my ass, I feel like I was built for it. So. And the other day I was thinking, it was like, uh, if I ever you know, decide to have kids, ow. that story. Niggas love their kids. <laughs> Niggas. <laughs> Then I could like probably be a better parent. So, you know. Yeah. So it's like you can like share this with somebody or a lot even like just your kids, like maybe some of us got like younger relatives, maybe Jackson. I can share this with Jackson. Me and him might have a bond and you know, you can just share it with people. So I feel like it's one of those things where it's like, damn, you know, I feel like I fucked up, but then it's just like, you know what? You made it this far, you'll be all right. Yeah. Man. But every time the season come around, it's like, damn. You can't shake it. It's something about, um, I feel like when I was depressed, it was last summer because I just didn't see an end to everything that I was working so hard for. And I just felt like I was wasting my days because I was just working part time. I didn't have any classes during the summer and I just felt like, like useless. I'm like, you, you might as well just sleep until one o'clock today. Like, fuck it. Don't get up. Why, why do you need to do this? Like I wouldn't get up and get dressed until it was time for me to go to work at like four and it was just bad like just sleeping um eating trash just being nasty and it was bad it was a nasty time so some of the things that I did to kind of help myself get out of that funk that I was in I just I had to get a diary this you, got a, you got a green jacket and a diary. <laughs> Nigga, you might be Black Daria. Yeah, maybe. But um, so I was looking online. I ended up doing some research just to see what people do um, to 
to bring their self out of shitty mood. So one of the things were getting a diary and just writing down the things that you're grateful for each and every day. So I would do it at the end of each day, just write down 10 things that I'm grateful for or things that made me smile throughout the day or people that I'm grateful for. And I probably did this for about two or three months and it really helped a lot because it put into spec per <laughs> wish I could talk. It put everything into perspective and it made me realize all of the things that I have to be grateful for and happy about. Um another thing that I did was start listening like changing my routine. So in the morning instead of checking Facebook and Instagram I would go to listen to an inspirational podcast. It's a podcast called uh, Quote of the Day, and they just say uplifting things and have uplifting talks. So when I was waking myself up in the morning because I told myself you can't keep sleeping until 1 o'clock in the morning or 1 o'clock in the afternoon, it's shit that you need to get done so that you can get more out of your day each day. So um, I listened to Quote of the Day, and then I had a book filled with like inspirational messages that I would look at in the morning and sometimes send them to E to help him out with how he's feeling. And then um, after a while, I looked up and... I was doing good, felt a lot better. Um, classes started again, and I was just in a better space. Mm. You felt the type of way? Was those inspirationals helping you? Um, you know, I was open to it. Uh, you know, I I did I did recognize that you know that Res was in the funk mm. um, during that summer, um, but it was it was a little tough because. Uh, you know, I I always come off um, not brazen, but like almost like author- authoritative. And since Res doesn't really like the directness of it, it was just kind of hard to you know. It was difficult to tiptoe around to make sure that I could uh, do enough to you know be supportive, but not let her kind of go down a rabbit hole of sorts. Mm. You know, I was definitely you know. Was definitely open minded and you know trying to you know be as helpful as I possibly could you know trying to you know give suggestions and stuff like that and uh, but you know with I think what I realized is that ultimately like she she had to have wanted wanted it for herself it was nothing that really I can really do to make it better for her all I could really do is just be available for when she was you know when she needed me to be there. So have you ever felt like you battled with depression in your life? So I don't know if I would ever call it depression. I just feel like, you know, it as humans that like we have ups and downs. Um, I think, and I guess what I call it is just like a, you know, depression is more long term or more long lasting in my in my mind. So I just look at it like as a funk, you know, just. A period of time where I'm, you know, things are just not really working out the way that you really want it to. Um, but I do remember kind of going through that a couple of times uh, over, you know, particularly over the last couple of years. Um, the first time I remember was right after graduating from undergrad. I, uh, you know, I graduated from, you know, from undergrad at Dell State. I stayed in Dover, like in the town that, you know, that the school was in trying to get a job there, just trying to still be around and stuff like that. And I couldn't find a job. And uh, it was it was tough because basically I went to grad school right after 
basically for survival. Like I didn't go because I wanted to go at the time. I went because the, you know, the FAFSA, you know, the refund checks when you're in grad school are like dope as shit, <laughs> you know. And I mean, I was surviving. I was surviving off those checks, mm. and you know, after a while, going through a year and a half of not having a job and basically only getting paid once every four months, you know, it, uh, you know, kind of, kind of took its toll after yeah. a while. And then I just realized, like, yo, like I needed to do something to, to kind of shake things up. So I guess what happened was I went to uh, Atlanta for a couple of weeks because my grandfather's like 70th birthday was around that time in June, and basically I was there for like two weeks and I was drinking every day, just having a good time at my grandparents' <laughs> house. And then basically I was told that uh, I'm drinking his booze, so I had to go. <laughs> um, he was like, yeah, you need a plan. Like, you got to figure this out. Um, so basically, I started applying for jobs, you know, back up north when I was in Atlanta. And, I, you know, I got a couple of interviews and then the interviews didn't go through, mm. right? It was an enterprise job, right? And, you know, they're lost. But uh, clearly, yeah, tuck your shit. <clears throat> they missed out on a good one. <clears throat> but yeah, but uh, yeah. after yeah. that, after that, you know, one of my, you know, one of my, um, my college, you know, college buddies, like, you know, I don't want to say buddies, but like, um, she was a Sora, she was a Zeta from Dell State. Um, well, she went to Dell State, but you know, she was a Zeta, and she referred me to a job, uh, my first job at Discover Card, and then basically, I guess that depression or that, you know, that funk was from stress of like not having money. Mm. Yeah, and then uh, gotta do it every time, <laughs> right? And then more recently, you know, fast forward about eight years later, or maybe a couple, like a year or so ago from from now, uh, I was you know have my my nine to five job, you know, pays me pays me pretty well, you know, pretty handsomely, but let me know some. Nah, I ain't got it. It's, Damn, you know, it's, I got a bit. Open Media Lab has has taken all my money. Cheap ass household. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, basically, um, maybe after two years of working there, um, I just started realizing like it just wasn't it. Like you know, I wasn't happy. Um, like and I, it was hard to get up, you know, out of bed every day to then force myself to go to work, and then you know, I made. My fiance, I promised that you know if she would take the the chance on me to move down here, that I would do whatever I needed to do to make sure that she was comfortable so she could finish school, mm. right? And you know, a good I, one. You know, uh, take that enterprise, yeah. <laughs> right. So you know, it, it was just starting to take a toll on me because I just knew I wasn't liking what I was trying to what I was doing, and uh, you know, I was you know. Not caring, I was just like, yo, like they can fire me tomorrow, and I wouldn't care. But then it was just one of those things, like, you know, I'm gonna be quiet now, but when they go away, I'm gonna be talking again. Type <laughs> of thing. Like I was just like, all right, man, I, I got to get up now. I got to get up now. Um, but you know, it, it got it got pretty bad. Like I was, you know, coming home from work, not really worrying about working on my entrepreneurial en- endeavors anymore. Like I was coming home eating. Uh, Call of Duty. It was like glued to my hands. You know, it was it was bad. It was some nasty work. Mm. It was but, a nasty um, time. It was a dark time. Was you yeah, st- you stopped washing your ass. 
No, you know, you know, I still had to do that. No, you didn't. Uh, <laughs> <just>. <laughs> question, yeah. Um, Quick question. Yeah. So say, say for instance, I just want to know. It's been on my mind, right? How many weeks worth of draws do you get? I only got enough to make it uh, about two, three weeks, two and a half weeks. Hey, how many you got? Yeah, I probably got about fifteen to twenty. So that's what like it's like. Two and a half, three. Yeah, weeks. penny right. drawer kind of like. I was trying to make sure I wasn't wilder. You know, no. I got about two and two and a half. Maybe. Yeah, see, yeah, now, yeah. See, see, now, this is the thing. Once we that, get to that half, though, yeah, that's the, no, the draws is half too. When you get to that, uh, <laughs> when, you get, up. when you get to the pair, you always like try to get to the bottom. Like, like, yeah, I don't nah. really want this pair. Right. Nah, nah. Yeah, <laughs> listen, man, you, you know you got you know you got like a handful. Like, so out of like maybe five of those twenty pair are the ones that I probably should throw away. Yeah, <laughs> but like. You know, but the holy molars, right? The holy molars. So technically, that. <laughs> yeah. Yo, so, <laughs> go ahead. We were folding clothes um, one day, and we just looking at babies' um, underwears, and some of them had had holes in them, and I'm like, "You gotta let this go." Nah, and, nope. and what you say, babe? And then I was saying that when it comes to the holes, like I have like a have like a system about it, right? So I says if if I said if the hole is big as my fist. Then you have to throw it in the trisk, meaning the trash can. Okay. Right. And then she was like, Yo, That's you're, nasty. you're nasty. <laughs> That's nasty. That's valid, though. If it's just a little hole, you Listen, get away with it. They're like, it's for they're, ventilation. They're you know? like thighless chaps. Yeah, yeah. You know, not yeah. assless chaps. Whoa. Not assless. You're nasty. I said thighless. You're nasty. <laughs> and then when your thighs is rubbing together all crazy, you, your feelings is hurt. Then, nah, you, then, you get, then you get hungry for bacon, okay? Because you can smell it. No, but I think. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think the people who have more than two weeks worth of underwear, they don't like washing their clothes. Yeah. That's all that is. Or they don't like to wash their ass. Wow. Why would you say that? Because if I don't have to wash, I just put on new underwear. <laughs> <laughs> like, dig it. People don't do that. So you still itch. People don't do that. They wash up before they put on clean drawers, right? Right? No? I mean, yes. People just change their panties. They don't clean the the package. You'd be surprised. Nah, yo. Nah, yo. Nah. That's a nasty time. That fish market ain't ain't just down the block. <laughs> nah, yo. <laughs> 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 no, but um, sorry. Uh, what brought you out of your your funk, babe? Um, you to be honest, you um, know this goddamn nerd. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I, I, to be honest I, I kind of forgot that I was even in that situation. Yeah, I think you know when we were kind of talking about what we we're going to talk about today. You know, I just, I think I just kind of got out of it. Um, if I remember correctly, something did happen where like something, something dope happened and it just kind of got me into a place where I was just like, holy shit, I need to like get it together. And I think it was probably because I was thinking about getting the spot. So I was just like, all right, you know, let me make sure that I can keep this job because I need to have a plan. Like I have something to work towards. Yeah. Um, you know, of course I had, you know, family, had you and all, you know, my friends and stuff like that. But you know, we always talk about like everyone needs to have something outside of their partner to like live for. Or not live for, but you know, something to work towards. To work towards. And so you mean to tell us textually active helped you out your profession. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> no no bullshit because the the first big thing I accomplished was the the R and B party mm. that was something you know like I, I think I started like putting stuff in in place to to kind of create those small those small quick wins like 
something that I can like, hey, I set up my mind to do this and I did it and I knocked it out. And it just kind of gives you that, that sense of like, you know, I can do this. Yeah. And then, and then you just make it bigger and bigger and bigger. And then you kind of get yourself right out of that funk again. I think a big part of my, uh, I'm going to call mine depressing because a bitch was sad. Like, real sad. I wasn't thinking about hurting myself or anything, but it was days where I woke up and I was like, I really don't give a fuck right now. Like, it was, it was one time. I could take my ass. It was one time you thought about hurting yourself? One time. We're going to get back to that. Um, But... I think what really got me out of my depression was just having a purpose, something to give me a reason to say, yo, I'm excited to wake up in the morning and do this. Going to school was a purpose for me. Like, I'm excited to go to school and work towards getting an A and learning more and getting into my field. So I just dove into that and kind of made me feel like, hey, you do have something going for yourself. You are working towards something. You are smart. You are beautiful. You, you look good, you know, 25. And that kind of helped me. <laughs> <laughs> Gash yourself up. And then you I started working out again. You just 25 us to death, ain't right. you? <laughs> I started, I used Fucking the gym Tesla. too. You <laughs> said <So> what? <laughs> Tesla, self-charge. <laughs> 25. Yeah, we got to keep that one. Oh, we're going we're gonna to reuse that one. A Tesla. Yeah. So you said you thought about harming yourself before? Like, before we get into that, let me tell you, I'm pussy. Okay. So if I scrape my knee and it starts bleeding, <laughs> I freak the fuck out. Not to the point where it's like, oh my God, I got to go get a Band-Aid, but it becomes the biggest worry of my life for the next 15 minutes. Yeah, you fell that Actually, one time and yeah. I, ain't, I ain't never see you that drunk again. I don't remember. Remember you fell, I think you were downtown somewhere and you scraped your knee? Oh, no. Somewhere last summer, last summer. Anyway. As a nigga that was depressed, you remember that. We ain't never hear the end of that. But, uh, nah, it was just, I was in college and uh, I had, like, started not, like, leaving my room. Like, not leaving my room. I would only leave to go to the cafe and eat. Or go to the uh, the library to listen to music and shit. So I like stopped going to class for like a week. It was like towards the end of the semester, and uh, like one night, like in the middle of the night, I'm just up, and I just got up and I started walking, and I just had like these thoughts, like what if I never just, uh, what if I just don't come back? And I in that moment, I just was like. I, I, I'm pussy, so I probably wouldn't have hurt myself. But I, like, had to start having thoughts, like, man, if I don't come back, this probably ain't gonna be the worst shit ever. Yeah, like, you thought maybe, like, you thought maybe you started having the early signs that if you would have kept going on that path. Yeah, like, something, something could have helped. Something could have happened to me if I'd have just kept walking. And so it'd been fine at that point. And I, like, ended up at, like, this park that was, like, close to campus. And I'm, like, sitting on, like, the swing, and I'm just, like, sitting there. And I'm just like, bro, what the fuck? And I was like, you know what? And I, like, just stopped, and I, and I said, I'm probably not going to hurt myself. Let me just go back to my room. And I just went back, and I went to sleep. And that was the one time I thought, like, bro, fuck this. Like, right. Let this shit in now. I mean, other than, other than right now, right, because clearly this is around almost a decade ago, right? Right. And you're more mature now and stuff like that. Have you ever spoken to anyone about it or, you know, not necessarily your thoughts, but like just that feeling that you had? Not uh professionally, but you know, I don't I don't mind like telling my story about shit like that. I'm not embarrassed by shit like that. 
Like that shit happens and it's like an honest it's an honest thing. Like yeah. we've all felt like at times it was like, bro, what the fuck? Like, yeah. What why why the fuck am I still here? Why am I still fucking breathing and living this this life? My favorite thought is about just driving my car off the side of the road. What do you mean your favorite thought? I mean, <laughs> that's just like my go-to. Like you, it's not like self-harming. Not like, well, what happened? What would happen it's if more I could? Like, yeah. So, I don't know. Twitter had this thread one time and it's like, have you ever just had like a wild ass start? Like, what's the worst that could happen? Yeah. And just think about what would happen like if I drove my car off the road, if yeah. I jumped out of the building, like from open media, if yeah. I, I thought about jumping out the window, but the windows, they don't open. But I just thought about what that process would look like just because... I don't know. It's called people thinking about the worst case possible. And that's I don't know. Full, it's fine. It's dark, but it's fine. I've thought about that too. Like, what if I just. Like, what if I just yeah, cut yeah, my yeah, fucking yeah. finger off right now? Think, I don't know. It's weird. It's like, weird. Because, I know you know, weird. sometimes when I, I've had that thought and I thought about it and it was like, maybe it was something where I felt like I was like alone. And you figure like in time of tragedy, people would run mm-hmm. to be with you and run to be by your side. So it's like, bro, what if. What if like something just happened to me right now? Do you think people would care enough? So okay, so I'm just gonna backtrack a little bit, okay? Right, because <laughs> we we because, yeah, because yeah. like jumped out the window because yeah, like, <laughs> like you, it was like flagrant. Like so, I mean, I think it's different. There, you know, do you think you were more of just looking at scenarios? Yeah, I don't think it's sui- of, it's not suicidal for me. It's just like I wonder how this would play out. Yeah, almost like irrational fears. Right? Yeah, so it's like it's like. So I get it. Like the same way when I mentioned, I think I mentioned it on here, but how when I was, you know, painting, you know, we was painting in here and I was on the ladder and I asked Mizi to hold the ladder because I was worried about falling off the ladder and like hurting myself against the window. Oh, yeah. Right. So it's like I wasn't thinking that because I was like not feeling good or, you know, I was feeling like kind of low, but it was just more of like, okay, like that would be a wild scenario if that would happen. Yeah. So basically. Is that what you mean? Yeah, but I'm more romantic with it. Like, if I jumped off this window, this would be fun. Okay. Right. Or I know oh, people shit. have been now that, now that hill's getting a little too on high, a balcony before, and you're, like, 20 stories up, and you look down, and you're like, yo, like, I could jump off this bitch and probably die. But I don't know. It's hard to explain. No, I mean, that's, that's fine. I'm, I'm just trying <laughs> I'm just, I'm just trying to understand. I'm it is like a fear, but it's like more of a story. Like, how would this play out? Okay. <laughs> okay. Nah, if I'm the only one, I'm okay. I'm okay to be at the top of this hill by myself or at the top of this building looking down like, bitch, don't jump, but you probably should, but don't do it. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Uh, <laughs> I was, just, I was just, just, I'm just trying to understand. I was just trying to understand. It's just like I just feel like it's just like some of those the feelings, the feelings about it are just like, you know, you you're you're, you're grateful for a lot of shit. You just look grateful to be alive a lot of times, but sometimes you feel like you may need to escape. It like, just shows you, you just how- wanna yeah. You just wanna like you want better for yourself, and you know it, but you just don't know what it is you can do to be it. And I think a lot of my 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 repetitive comes from at a point there was a point in my life where I thought uh I was happy. I like I knew I was happy. But everything, like all the good that I was doing, always like resulted into a failure. Mm-hmm. So I think that also like played into my my fear of like wanting to do shit. And so like 
it got it got it's gotten to the point where it's like the other day me and E was talking and I was like there was a girl <laughs> there was a girl doing the black theater playing on the she was playing guitar on the side of the street and me and E was walking up the street and I looked at E and I told him bro I wish I had that level of hope and he was like what you mean and I was like this girl is literally playing on the side of the road doing the black theater festival with hopes that somebody who's down here sees her and like takes interest in her. Mm-hmm. And I was like, bro, I don't have that level of hope no more. Is it because you don't want to take any more losses? Right. And it's like, bro, I don't have that level of hope no more. Mm-hmm. And so it was, it's just like, it's gotten to that point where it's like, bro, all the shit I've ever like, you know, you can run down my resume and say, oh, look at what you did. And it's just like, bro, I didn't try to do that. That just happened. You know what I'm saying? And so the fear probably is in, like, trying. No, I mean, but is it or is it not trying or is it not having high expectations? Oh. Right? You know, I mean, so if you think about it, right, like, I think it's like you doing it, like, you're always trying. Like, you're always doing stuff, right? But... If you don't have an expectation where it's just like, you know, like you're like you're riding on this to be it, you know what I mean? Maybe that can. I don't never have an expectation on that. I just do. I just end up doing things like, like now I have this fear about going back to school because you know, I tried it right, and I tried, and I thought I was doing everything right. You know, had classes on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I was killing it. Then I, you know, I was working full time still, and then. Out of nowhere, I, like, felt my sick self getting sick, and I didn't like it. And so, like, I used to cook in the cafeteria. And so, like, one day I, like, made a sandwich, like a hamburger, like a double cheeseburger, you know, nothing, nothing out the way. And I couldn't open my mouth to bite it. And so my uh, my stepmom at the time, is a, uh, she was a nurse. She's a nurse. And so I was like, do you think I have, like, Bell's palsy? And she was like, you do look like you have symptoms of it. And I was like, so I asked a friend who had Bell palsy, and I'm like, what did they do for you? And she was like, well, I went to the doctor, and they gave me steroids. But she was like, it really, it, they really only, like, advanced the, the treatment, but it's really just, like, lowering your stress and relaxing and heal itself. And so at that same time, like, the next week, my car broke down. So it was just a whole bunch of stuff piling so, up on top so of each then, other. And so then, so I was like, you know what, fuck going back to school. I like went for the whole, it was like the spring semester. It was like February. Oh, no, it's like May. Like I had made the whole, I was just doing the whole semester. And so I was like, you know what, fuck, fuck this. And I just like strictly started going back to work. Just like going to work, trying to make money to get my car fixed and whatnot. And it went away. It's like, but it was stress. Yeah, so it was like I, I don't. It's like it's just me trying, and it was yeah. like it, shit was stressful. That shit is hard. Shit I, is hard, bro. I worked uh, full time and took classes, but I kind of kept it cute. I was just taking like two classes per semester, so just to get started and catch the feel of it. But it's hard, and it it's a toll on the fucking relationship. Especially now being in a long distance relationship, because it'd be days I don't want to get up and talk to nobody. And I don't want to say shit, and then it's hard that you explain that to somebody because they don't they don't get it, and you know they just feel like you know it ain't like they feel like it's just like you're just you just need to talk to them about it, but it's like bro, I don't feel like talking. Right. So you think it would be harder being in school and working and being in a long distance relationship? It ain't even that. I just think uh, like 
being in a, the longest relationship don't add like much stress to my life. Mm-hmm. It's just like, bro, I don't know. I don't know when I'm going to see you. And that's really it. And so it's just like me worrying about things here may be like a worry for her because she's like, I know what he's go- got going on. I know what he's going through and there's nothing I can do to help me being, you know, 800 miles away. But it's like, I just, you know what I'm saying? I've, I've always been a person that could like handle my own shit. Mm-hmm. And so it's never been a, you know what I'm saying? I never ask for help. I don't never. I just work through my own shit. So. so out of all the things that we mentioned today between me and E for our solutions to us being in a funk, is there anything that you would try? Uh, I don't know because my, de- my depression is like limited my creativity. And uh, I haven't like found like a new project to like indulge myself in because I don't see nothing that I'd like be excited about. And then, you know, listening, you know, these inspirational thoughts is like, yeah, okay, I heard them, I'm good. You know, I've turned to religion, to some of my listeners, you know. I listen to, you know, Furtick and Michael Todd and try to get messages out their words and stuff and try to, you know, feel better about myself, read a little Bible sometimes. But it's just, I don't know, I think it's just like something that's got to work itself out. Yeah, I think it does take... I don't I don't know if saying work itself out is a good solution because like everything in life you have to work towards being what you want to be or the person you want to be. Being in that funk is really hard, but you have to work to get out of it. Um and there's plenty of things that you can do out there. I'm gonna buy you a notebook. <laughs> or you could just use your notes app and just write down two things every morning about what you're happy about and um even though it sounds corny Listening to the inspiration shit in the morning is very helpful. Even if you're just doing it on your way to work tonight, just listening to something inspirational. It doesn't have to be, start your business today. It can be like, nigga. She took shots, my G. I know. <laughs> I know. Listen, don't, don't, don't be surprised when no, TA start getting that invoice. Not even like that, but like how um, people are always telling you to quit your nine to five and be an entrepreneur. Bro, like how many time. shots are you going to take today? <laughs> not that, not Open that. up shop, steal the podcast, bro. <laughs> but anyway, like inspiration stuff like that. Just small inspiration. I know I've been working on it. I think it's just been I've been having some stresses in life. Because social lately. media is an exchange of energy, too. But I have fun on social media. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm on there. There's jokes for days. Even mm. the worst shit you can say is just, uh, usually the funniest. I will say on Twitter, never lets me down. Never lets you down. Twitter bro. never fucking lets it's me down. It's always some funny shit. And so they start saying, you brought that Popeye sandwich, but did you support your friend's business? Damn, you stole my meme. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but yeah. I think you could find something to make you... Help uh, you get out the funk. We can. We we working on it. It's. Uh, I got a couple more days left. Okay. Uh, and we'll figure something out. Coming here every week is helping. I know. We got e out of it. We gonna get you out of it next. Ooh, I see what you did. There. That's hard. That's hard. <laughs> All right, y'all. Let's take a break, and we will be right back with our final thoughts. Would you like? No. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like? Would you like? Do you feel down? Do you feel depressed sometimes? What can our final thought be? Are you ever in a funk? 
Listen to Textually Active, the podcast. A podcast amongst friends discussing their inner dark and deepest things. Maybe you too feel like that. The symptoms could be a laughing ass time, a sex joke here and there. You never know. But stay tuned. No, those are the side effects, right? The side effects are a laughing ass time. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Comparing yourself to the the (laughs) host of the show. (laughs) Relating to their fucked up shit and brokenness. Every Tuesday, 6 (laughs) a.m. Textually active on your favorite podcast app. Now back to the show. (laughs) (laughs) Damn, ass. All right, so for final thoughts, I think we should just keep this light and simple. Um, since we're talking about getting ourselves out of a funk or depression, let's talk about name three things that black people love. Kind of give our listeners black some hope. people love? Yep. Three uh, things. These are things that they can, that they love, that they'll try. Three and, separate things or like three from each, each of us? Or, one yeah. from each of us? Yeah, one from each of us oh. would be good. So we each one like, you know, I have a list of. What do you, you know, so give us your number right, one on that list of, of black people's three favorite things. What is it? So in no particular order. Um, well, the first one is chewing gum. <laughs> that is get a the, pack of gum, guys. Right. You get a pack of gum and you open it around some black folks. You have no more gum. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, it is um, napkins. Just in case. You know. They Niggas love be clumsy. Just keeping a stack of napkins. You have it in your bag. You have it in the glove, glove department. Uh, you like you have it everywhere, and the third one, which is kind of it's kind of tough because it's been kind of slow about it now, but black people love music that promotes synchronized dancing. Yeah. So that is my third. I think you have it covered. Actually, actually, the last I was gonna say like the last the latest one was um before I let go. Yeah, niggas still trying to let go of step in the name of love. They can't believe that nigga did that. I ain't hear it all summer though. Thank God. That's fucked up. <laughs> um, three things niggas love. Um they baby mamas. Uh for some reason Hennessy. I don't know why. Yeah, when never you said, that. You said when you said they love they baby mamas, all I could think goes, I never let her go. <laughs> <laughs> they baby mamas. Hen, Hennessy for some reason. It don't even taste that good. It just, it make you feel like Nick say it's give you loin juice. It make you tingle in the bottle. It ain't supposed to taste good, Rez. It's for your loins. Right. (laughs) And, uh, I don't know why, but, uh, black people love to think that if you lose a little weight, your life will be okay. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's like old people always say, well, if you get a little weight off you, you be all right. At me next time, nigga. That was I was I was talking to a mirror. My fault. <laughs> my You're fault. To old people. Yeah, my fault. Nah, but old people love talking about your weight. Old yeah. black people, they will tell you 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 gained a little weight, ain't you? Yeah. You be you, eating, huh? If if you uh if you get a little weight off of you, you be able to get a man. It's like damn, some men like fat girls. No offense, <laughs> big girls. Some men do. Yeah, good. I'm in there. Um, three things black people love: shouting a. Shouting, just in general. Shouting A. Just A. Everything oh. is A. Oh, no. a. Oh, I got you. At first, I, I was you. like, what are you talking about? I was like, church? A. Black a. people love shouting A. Yeah. They love Hennessy. And, well, not Hennessy, because you just said that. They love seafood. <sighs> seafood? Nah, yeah. 
You just fat. You just, just mad because you can't. Every <laughs> other black person loves seafood. Nigga, that little plastic bag do something to women. Look, hearts, boy. Yeah. I don't know why. It's just a little, it's food in a plastic bag. I can't bring you shit else in a plastic bag. in a plastic bag. That shit, woo, it excites me. <laughs> <laughs> Think about this, E. They are excited because there's food in a plastic bag <laughs> with salsa. <on> it. <laughs> and then guess what? You know what? She's still going to want some of yours. Still. And the third one is gonna be reverse parking. Oh, that's fucked up. Black people love backing into their parking spot. I feel seen. Yeah. <laughs> you are seen. Man. You are seen. That's all I got. And they little name plates on the front of their car. Vanity oh, plates. Oh. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> all right. Re- relax. <laughs> Shots. Uh. So we might as well segue into the paper maker this week. Let's do it. You are now tuned in. So, um, I usually, you know, don't do this, but uh, Nick hit me up the other day since he on uh, paternity leave. And he was like, bro, you ever played this song? And I was like, nah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I saw it on another very popular podcast that they played. And I was just like, you know, I probably wouldn't play it. And he was like, damn. And I was like, you know what? Just for you, Nick, I got you, my boy. Yeah. So this week on WMEZ... <laughs> <laughs> We've got Sebastian Michael with time here on WMEZ. Textually active. Ain't she something? Sundress on with a hair in a braid. Something special. Our connection's more physical. Level one, spiritual. And that's just how. My heart is one Just let my love fall And love will fall on you I feel like I got one That I can show mama She can in that 12 inch room And we still be introduced But I don't know wrong for Baby just spread and receive my love I can spread a day out if you want That was Sebastian Michael. That was time. I did it. You know, my nigga Nick picked that out this week. So, you know, I let him rock since he ain't been here. So, uh, be sure to uh, go to your favorite streaming sites. Type in Textually Active Pod and listen to that Baby Maker playlist, baby. The summer is season's about to change. Netflix and chill about to be a rock. So, you put this on, you know, probably, you know. Uh, get it, get it, play, play with a little panty pie here on WMEZ. Textually active. I'm already seeing the cuffing season memes. Now, oh. listen, niggas, they come, they bring this shit out every damn year. The schedule here. God damn, yeah. like. Shout out, shout out to Meezy being the biggest diva 
on Textually Active. Yeah. yeah. He might be the Beyonce for what real. I do? He is the Beyonce. Because he said, I don't normally do this. And he said, basically, he's talking about he don't take requests. Well, he wouldn't even take requests from his own co-host. <laughs> I don't take requests. He <laughs> don't take requests from nobody. I don't nobody. take requests. I don't take uh, suggestions. <laughs> I, don't, uh, I don't steal shit from other podcasts like other podcasts do. But he, you know. Yeah, but he. Oh, that was a shot. Oh, somewhere. Oh. Yeah, I yeah, sent him yeah. somewhere. Oof. Yeah, I don't steal niggas' ideas from somewhere. But anyway. Continue what you were saying. You, you had the bullets flying by. <laughs> yeah, but it's cuffing season, allegedly. No, it ain't, bro. It's coming. Nah, it's, it was 65 degrees this weekend. This ain't cuffing season. This Bitch is, is done being hot girls. And it's, I'm, oh shit, I got lonely. It's, I'm lonely season. I'm lonely, I'm lonely season here. It's what you doing, season. <laughs> hey, big head. Did season. you break up with her season? We hope That's he was dope. lining them up all summer, sis. Oh, no. she, oh she don't let you have friends? <laughs> no. Actually, no, she does not. No, she and does not. Do not slide in my deal. You finna die. <laughs> <laughs> she does not. You trying to get, never mind. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, did y'all come prepared with a meme this week? Maybe. I, I got one. And it actually goes with the theme. Mm. So it says, people want full access to your light, but don't want to take time to understand your darkness. Mm. And that's on period. Wow. wow. <laughs> did, you add, did you add that at the end? Yeah. No, because... <laughs> I've been trying to get that off. I like all the new slang. Everybody says they hate Cap. I like Cap. And I just haven't... <laughs> Had the chance to get cap off. Uh, I've been calling capping. it. I've been calling it collar. Uh huh. No collar. No collar. No collar. Okay. No collar. Oh, cap. because Ooh. oh, that's fire. <laughs> I ain't have a time to get that, and I like a little ah, like Meg, but you know I can't use that in my everyday life. Meg so need, <laughs> Meg need a lozenger. <laughs> a lozenger. <laughs> I got it. Daisy, what's your meme? Uh. Uh, in honor of uh, of honor of uh, our depression uh, conversation, uh, my meme is me in heaven. God, you about to get your wings. Me, lemon pepper, barbecue. God, <laughs> get out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, my I was you know I was kind of searching, and you know how sometimes uh they got those videos on Instagram where they're. Like you know, they like writing you know, different quotes on stuff and stuff like that. So I seen something that basically somebody was writing on the top of a toilet seat, right? And basically it says, "Create something today, even if it's shit." Hmm. And I just felt like you know, just kind of looking at it as a you know, trying to enjoy the simple things. You know, try to find the joys in life, no matter how brown, how long they get. Nasty. Keep it a buck. We need to go ahead and wrap this up. That cookout tray, the floaty. It'll do it every time. <laughs> Thank you all for listening to another episode of Textually Active. Make sure you use our hashtag, Textual Tuesday. Post us on your social media. Talk to us. We always talk back. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Textually Active Pod, Textually Act Pod on Twitter. And we're also on YouTube if you want to see our beautiful faces. Um, and this is Rez signing off. I'll see you guys next week. Hey, we out you. Thank you for listening to the Textually Active podcast. This podcast is a full service production from the Open Media Lab. Be sure to check in every Textual Tuesday along with following them on all social media at Textually Active Pod.
Textually Active is a part of the Open Media Network.